Maverick Rouser is kind of festive, isn't it? It sounds it sounds holidayish. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Journal uh, Grady Show <laughs> slash slash Maverick Magazine. Jordan Jordan's world. We're just uh, visiting. We're right? just swimming in it. Yep. Oh, I'm flattered. Yep. Maverick Magazine. Paul Allen driving the bus with Jordan O'Grady, who is, works with us in athletic communications, and uh, Nicholas Burns. Saint Nicholas Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Another festive uh, name j- for just you. Just right so, there. if you guys ask, I mean, I'm not. A, I'm can't hang out on Christmas Eve or cr- early. That's right. Christmas you're busy. Can't, busy. I'm busy. I know. I know. I, I I've talk, heard. You know. It's funny. I, I was I was at the mall last week and I saw. Uh, Santa Claus there, yeah. But it was interesting because I came back to the office and you weren't there. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> strange. <laughs> coincidences happen all, every day. I they mean, do. The so, it's, it's a wonderful really, life, isn't it, Bernsey? Yeah, absolutely, it's a it's wonderful, wonderful life. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, welcome to another edition of Maverick Magazine, our eighty-seventh consecutive year uh, on the air on KMSU, right here in the Minnesota River Valley. Mm-hmm. Mankato, Minnesota, key Minnesota city. State University, the key city. Yep. Um, excited to talk about uh, Minnesota State Athletics this week. Maverick Athletics. Um, Birdsy, uh, you were doing, I, I saw you, uh, you had your ab- abacus last week and you were figuring where we were on the schedule. Are we halfway through the season now? Uh, the school, the, we're getting there uh, in terms of the basketball schedule or yeah. just overall? Like, overall, would you say? Overall, yeah, we're definitely. Oh, for sure. Are you furrowed, furrowed brow there? You actually went like this and like you were concentrating. Yeah, I'm I think th- just so, thinking uh, about doing the math in my head. I know. You know, I think, yeah, we're about the Your beautiful mind. Mark. It's uh, kind of crazy how fast the year just goes, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's been it's been it's been a good ride. We've it's yeah. been it's, how would you characterize this year compared to other years so far? Um, gosh, you know it. I kind of characterize it as getting uh, almost kind of reacquainted in a way because we hadn't had a year like this since uh, pretty much the. We haven't had a full season like this since the, probably the fall of 2019. Yep. To be quite honest, so it's kind of getting back into that groove because into a rhythm. The, yeah, getting back into the rhythm more than anything else because uh, the whole COVID year. I mean, yeah, we did have some events going on, but it was we didn't have anything close to like full seasons. I mean, even baseball and softball had mm-hmm. reduced schedules as well. So, but um, you know, it's definitely getting back into that uh, pre-COVID groove uh, what, that we had <laughs> during the fall I, season I just, of 2019. I, I just second, I just, I just yeah. felt an earthquake. I felt the <laughs> Teutonic plates shifting. There for a second. <laughs> it's not unprecedented in Mankato, right? I know, I know. Huh? Well, well, it is when it's created by a human being. It's although, myself. although the um, yeah, the weather's been, uh, you know, it's been this weird. Yeah. We had uh, 60 degrees one day and then 25, 25 the degrees next, the next yeah. and yeah. heavy winds. and um, Keeping us on our toes, you know? Yep. Um, so finals for last week. Uh, uh, Jordan, congratulations on straight A's in Thank your you. graduate classes. That's good. Thank uh, you. Connor Wachtel, other GAs and yeah. here. But congratulations to Connor on graduating. Mm-hmm. Got through in his master's with a year and a half. Still has a semester to go with us. But Connor's on the road with women's hockey this weekend up in Bemidji State. Um, uh, Connor uh, has been great. One of the, I don't know how many, Brinsey situation we've had a kid start with us as an undergraduate freshman and we can go all the way through to get his master's degree. In my time, he might be the only one, I think. Yeah, problem. he might be. I mean, uh, Ben Camp, he was with us for, what was it, about a year and a half? Mm-hmm. Maybe two years as an under, undergrad, but yeah, not as long as Connor. Hey, Connor, Connor, so Connor is a veteran of sports formation. We're going to interesting to see what Connor ends up doing when, he, uh, when he's done here in the spring, but mm-hmm. uh, bright future ahead for Connor. Absolutely. Um, um, I did want to... Uh, talk about uh, men's hockey is off this week. The Mavericks ranked number one for the 
second consecutive week, the fifth time uh, this year, 16-4 and four, um, on the season. And a couple of really nice wins up at Bemidji State to close out the pre-Christmas schedule. 5-1 and 3-1 at the Beavers. When it's unusual the Beaver gets swept at home, but we were able to get it done. 16-4 and four on the season for Minnesota State. Um, next action will be after Christmas uh, at home, Thursday, December 30th against Minnesota Duluth. They're ranked 6th. Home and home. Home and home. Thursday home and home. So yeah, Friday will be off and then Saturday up in Duluth on January 1st. Yeah, is Duluth in like one of the top five teams in the nation? They're number six. Number six. Yep. Okay. Um, some news out of the men's hockey camp with uh, Maverick signing a goaltender named Alex Tracy, who's with Sioux City of the USHL and um, uh, will join us next fall as part of our recruiting class for next year. So excited about that. Um, and even though we finished up the fall semester last week with finals, um, we are still in session athletics-wise yes. with uh, basketball, both men's and women's, and wrestling at home this weekend. Mm-hmm. So a nice schedule at home with, and then if you go, if you extend it out till Monday, Monday, yep, five events in Mankato for Minnesota State with wrestling and six, six. Six. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Six. You're correct. Yep. Two today and tomorrow. One wrestling yep. uh, duel on Sunday and one men's well, basketball six, game yeah. on okay. Monday. Okay. So uh, let's let's talk about the basketball teams with uh, Sioux Falls coming to town um, tonight mm-hmm. for men's and women's basketball. The yep. um, Taylor Center. Looking for a nice holiday. It's actually kind of a cool thing, I think. Uh, these holiday basketball games um, in Taylor. It's an opportunity for people to do something on the, like last night. I went to a high school hockey mm-hmm. game. It's nice just to go and watch stuff sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Although we very rarely get the opportunity <laughs> to do that. But um, uh, for the folks in town, if you want to catch some uh, basketball this weekend, some wrestling, uh, Taylor Center would be a great place to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, with Sioux Falls uh, here tonight and uh, Southwest here tomorrow. Let's talk about a little men's basketball because they're the first ones to get going today, right, Bernsey? Yeah, they are. Uh, 5.30 tip-off against uh, Sioux Falls today at Taylor Center. Uh, the Mavericks are... Seven and three uh, so far on the year. Two and three in conference play. They started the year off with seven straight wins, but have since uh, lost their last three, including a couple of uh, tough losses on the road last weekend at Augustana and Wayne State. So, hoping, looking to rebound. Hopefully, uh, this week against uh, Sioux Falls and Southwest. Um, Sioux Falls is uh, Sioux Falls and Southwest are both hanging around um, uh, where the Mavericks are in terms of the conference record. I think they're both two and three. Last week, uh, USF uh, lost to Upper Iowa, a team that we beat in overtime in Taylor Center, 86 to 79. But then they uh, defeated uh, Winona State, uh, 71 to 57. And uh, the Mustangs, they own a six and four record and a two and three NSIC record. Uh, they defeated uh, Winona State, 50 to 49, but uh, fell to Upper Iowa, 82 to 80. So Southwest gave uh, Upper Iowa a pretty good battle there too. So we're facing a couple teams that are both right around us in the. Right, right around with us in the conference standings, and it should be a couple of interesting games here because you know, outside, uh, you know, pretty much every team in the South Division is going to give you a pretty good battle regardless of the situation. So, um, still relatively early in in oh, yeah. the uh, men's basketball, and and, yep. and uh, I, I look at the schedule, and it's never as easy as well. We just played terrible because mm-hmm. um, you have to give credit to the other teams, and mm-hmm. in the NSIC when you go on the road, yeah. Uh, it's always going to be tested, and then there's you throw in the rivalry aspect with some of these programs that we play. Yeah, with Winona and Augie yeah. in particular. But you got to come ready to play, mm-hmm. I think, and that's the bottom line. And, and I think uh, Matt Margaret Taylor 
not speaking for him, but I think he would say we haven't played our we, didn't, we haven't played our best basketball lately. No, we right? no we haven't. We uh, our some of our best basketball was uh, against uh, St. Cloud in Upper Iowa earlier this year, but uh, against uh, Winona Wayne or or Augie, uh, the, it's definitely not up to where we were playing earlier in the year. I mean, there have, there have been a couple of bright spots. You know, I mean, Quincy Anderson had a really good weekend against Upper Iowa and uh, Winona, even though we lost to Winona, and uh, he got an SIC player with yeah. the honors as a result. That's just good SID work right there. Yeah, and then uh, – <laughs> absolutely. And then uh, this, this past weekend, Brady Williams did record his first career double-double, so that's a noteworthy uh, statistic for him. But, you know, we got to be a lot more consistent and got to get better at uh, shooting the ball. And I mean, we – we haven't been scoring as much as we were in the first part of the season, so we got to get that going and got to hit some, you know, take care of other things, and hopefully we could get back into the into the win into the win column and uh, get things going in the right direction again. We haven't played uh, for a, a few days, but are we, we're healthy, aren't we, Burnsy on the men's side? Yeah, pretty, everyone's uh, yeah. healthy so far. It's uh, we've had the same five starters. Uh, you're not, uh, Sean Hopkins didn't play this past weekend though, but um, uh, pretty much everyone else. Uh, who's been coming off the bench is still there, readily available. Kyrie Willingham last week, he actually had a season or a season high 15 uh, points against Wayne State, so that was a pretty good performance for him. Him and Brady Williams, they, they, had, they had the top performances against Wayne State, and we were giving Wayne State a pretty good uh, uh, showing for a while, but then finally they were able to just pull away at the end. But no, on the women's side, Jordan and Mavericks continue to roll. <clears throat> yeah, right. You know, it's. It's quite impressive what they've been able to do. I know we sp- I spoke last week about their style of basketball, high intensity, high pressure, and just just the fact that they have nine people that, or nine girls so far this season that have scored in double digits, and that just shows the depth on their bench and where they can go and they can rotate players in and maintain that energy in up and down the court um playing two teams in Sioux Falls and Southwest <clears throat> excuse me it's kind of it's kind of weird to think about you're 9 and 0 but you're going into a weekend here with teams that are both 7 or 4 7 and 3 4 and 1 in Sioux Falls 7 and 2 and 4 and 1 in NSIC and Southwest that mm-hmm. how pivotal of a weekend it can be great given the fact that you are 9-0 in this one loss or if you were somehow to falter and lose both, you quickly find yourself out of the top spot in both mm-hmm. the overall conference and the South Division. So this is um, pivotal. Uh, big, big weekend to either gain that two-game lead or possibly more depending on what happens with both these teams after they play us. And to get ahead um, – it's this is exciting, and I think those Sioux Falls and Southwest know the opportunity at hand for them, but also the Mavericks, I think, are just rolling. And Coach TC's got that team going. And one thing she spoke about on on TV KEYC, uh, yes, or Monday evening, was the fact that the depth that they have in that teams have more or less tried to shut down Joey Bat try. Um, I know Wayne State had a little bit more success, but when you do that, you got eight other girls that are able to step up and score and hit those shots when they're open. And so it's quite impressive. I It's definitely, like I said before, it's not a style of basketball I've ever really seen, but it's quite successful, and it's, um, it's a thrill to watch. You know, your top three scorers, uh, Destiny Birch, Joey Bat, and um, – Taylor Teush, they all they are all 
already in triple digits and scored over 100 points this year. So it's running gun, high intensity. It's fun to watch. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see what goes on tonight and tomorrow. It could really prove to be big for them and really just set them apart and give them a cushion going into the back end of the conference play here. Yeah, and uh, um, people are starting to take notice, the voters on the national poll. Uh, Yes, yep. We're ranked number 24 this week. Jumped in. We received 35 votes the week before and uh, after the big wins at Augie in overtime, 91-86, and then the Wayne State, 11-point win. Um, They finally cracked us into the top 25, which is great and I think it's well-deserving and I don't know, without knowing too much of the whole scope of Division Two women's basketball, it's it's nice to be recognized, and I think the style of play that I've mentioned is um, being noticed now by the people in the polls, the higher the higher ups, <laughs> and it's really they've taken notice. You think so? I don't know. I'm 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 guessing. I told you. I, I, don't I would know I would I would say, and I I appreciate that. I appreciate, <laughs> but but I would say. Um, Given the fact we're twenty fourth, right? But nine and zero. I mean, uh, those yeah. those polls, Jordan. You know how they go. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I just. Well, I talked with Bernsey about this too, and I think now that we're getting into the tougher part of the South Division um, NSC, NSIC schedule, it didn't do us much favors for the polls in terms of being ranked in polls, playing some weaker opponents in Bethany Lutheran and Wisconsin Parkside non conference. But if you keep rolling like you are right now in this stretch of the NSIC, I think it's going to – I think we that, have That's what it is. You look at the record and it's, yeah. it's hard for me to right. believe that people are actually going to get style of play and, and given us Fair enough. style of play Fair on a enough. national basis. Because Division yeah. two, we don't have that, that kind of exposure. Right. Um, uh, no disrespect to our program, but they or right. anybody else for that matter. Right. That's the nature of, of how it goes. Uh, been a while since we've been ranked in the top yeah. 25. Yep. Was 2013. Yeah, 2013, 14, 14 and they ended the season yep. ranked 20th there. What do, what do we got uh, for basketball? I know we played Dakota State on the men's side on Monday. Yep, Monday at 5. Now we're off till after Christmas. Yep. What do we have after that? Uh, first, uh, we're back from uh, holidays on Sunday, January 2nd. Yep. We have a doubleheader against Concordia St. Paul. The men go at 2, the women go at, at our 4. Place. At our place, okay. yes. Well, good. Again, another holiday uh, mm-hmm. uh, yep. date for people to look at. Yep. And Taylor Center, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, should uh, I, before we leave our schedule, I want to talk a little bit about women's hockey. We're on the women's hockey side. Mm-hmm. Mavericks won their last four. Yep, they're uh, Sweet, seven and nine now, right? Sweet six, or, uh, nine and nine. Nine and nine. Yeah, they, nine and nine. They've yep. ended up back to back up. to five hundred. So that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, swept St. Thomas, swept St. Cloud. Um, four really good wins for us. Mm-hmm. The games we probably should win. Against WCHA foes, um, um, be interesting to see what happens with Anna Wilgren, the senior defenseman uh, who's been with the national women's hockey program, was released uh, a couple of days ago uh, by USA Hockey. Unfortunately for her, um, so I'm, I'm, I haven't heard officially what's going to happen. But she could redshirt. She hasn't played enough that she could get a redshirt year. But my suspect is, I suspect that she'll be back to play. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe as early as this weekend. Wow. Maybe. Be That'd be soon. good for us. That's a big uh, yeah. uh, key series for us up at Bemidji State this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, nine and nine. Uh, Califrank, uh, WCHA goaltender of the week, uh, stopped 51 to 52 shots against uh, St. Cloud State. Three shutouts on the season, seven for her career. She's having a nice season for us. 
Um, so six o'clock tonight up at Bemidji, three oh one tomorrow. Speaking of Bemidji uh, and Bemidji State, the men's hockey side of the uh, uh, longtime Bemidji State coach Bob Peters uh, passed away. Uh, 83, I think, or 84 years old, and he's one of the legends on the men's hockey side and, and uh, a guy that um, I think everybody in the college hockey ranks revered. Um, just a, a great guy, influential on a national level, helped start the College Hockey America, which doesn't exist on the men's side but still exists on the women's side. Um, um, interesting Backstory: He's from Fort Francis, Ontario. I played hockey at North Dakota. Wasn't a coach there at North Dakota. Um, got the hockey program going at Bemidji State. Won national championships. Sent guys to the NHL at Bemidji State. Um, I, I tell the story. My, my one of my first encounters with Bob Peters in '85, '86, at our place. And and uh, Birdsey, you would appreciate some of these old time stories. But um, so I, I had just started my first year here at MSU. And same old story over at All Seasons Arena, our diddle machine stops working. Right? It seems like a lot of my stories center around the stupid diddle machine, yeah. but it stopped <laughs> working. And we used to print off uh, our shot charts on the diddle machine in between periods and at the end of the game, mm-hmm. along with a couple other things. But after the first period, it stopped working. And uh, I don't think I even got it going, because if I recall, all I had was the original uh, shot chart. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? All I have is one sheet. Yeah. Typically, you give like three sheets to each team in between periods mm-hmm. and at the end of the game. I don't, I don't, all I got is the one. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? What am I going to do, Bernsey? What do you think I did? Uh, well, you could have someone try to copy the ho- the shot chart, I guess. We only have like 15 minutes in between periods. Yeah, that's... Uh... I could have done something like that. That sounds like a good idea. Maybe I should have done that. Um, I don't know. What What did you do? Well, I'm going... Oh, <laughs> I really didn't have many options, frankly. Yeah. I could either give it to Bob Peters. Or you could just say, sorry, we can't or, or make I, any copies. Or I could so. give it to Don Bros. I'm going to take care of our team, if anything else. Yeah. I don't know Bob Peters, but I know Don Bros. Yep. So I roll the dice a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a chance that Bob Peters will have an understanding of a young guy who's in a really tough spot. <laughs> and they were, if I recall, they were up. I don't know Bob Peters. At that point, I don't know Bob Peters at all. Yeah. Turns out he's a hell of a guy. Because mm-hmm. I, cause I, here's what I did. I did sort of what you said. I, I took the sheet. And I knocked on that locker room, these dinky little locker rooms at All Seasons Arena, and I, and he opens the door. Yep. Bob Peters opens the door, and I go, I go, hey, coach, and I'm and I, having worked with coaches before, my uh, I, my assumption was that they wouldn't be happy. Yeah, they like looking at that stuff in between yeah. periods, uh, in between periods, you know, in between halves, you know, mm-hmm. the end of quarters, you know, whatever. So I go, hey, coach. Uh, I got a bit of a problem. My digital machine stopped working, and all I have is this one sheet. I have the original here. So I, I think what I would like to do is just show it to you, and then I'm going to take it down and show Coach Bros, sort of be fair to both teams. Mm-hmm. He goes, he looks at me, and he, he looks at the sheet for a second, and he goes, he goes, don't worry about it, kid. He goes, and he taps his temple. He goes, I got it all up here. There you go. It's all up here. Unbelievable. All up here. Unbelievable how lucky I was <laughs> uh-huh. that I turned, I, 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 that was Bob Peters in that situation mm-hmm. for me. Because yeah. he was unbelievably gracious and understanding. It's a good story. And I took it down to Coach Bros and I gave it to him, I think, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he was he was a wonderful man, always a, a really approachable, remembered my name from that first encounter. And, and we uh, every time I went up to Bemidji, and he was usually at those games at Bemidji State, even after he retired, I'd, we'd have short chats. So I know um, 
the, the identity that Bemidji State has with their men's hockey program in particular, where he had so much success. I think he still ranks sixth all time in uh, career coaching victories in the college hockey ranks. Um, their identity is um, his legacy at Bemidji State. They still play the same way. They, they, run, they do that one-man four-check. Tom Saratori was one of his players back in the 80s and is now the head coach there, and they do the same. They play the same way under Saratori that they did under Bob Peters, So, um, which is one kind of a really cool thing to, to see. Um, they've got a... They've got uh, a beautiful rink up there. Uh, they've played in the Frozen Four under Bob Peters and Tom Saratori, and that uh, and I, I you know and can you imagine, you know that little town? You've been to Bemidji, Bernsey. It's not very big, and the school's not very big, and they have um, Division One men's and women's hockey up there, and successful programs, and and large in part to him. So um, he'll he'll be missed. He was a, yep. a great guy and, and such a gentleman. Um, wrestling. Mavericks are home this weekend, uh, first home event of the year, the duel against Augustana. Minnesota State ranked 10th, Augustana ranked 15. It'll be a good matchup. We've got three guys ranked, three uh, returning All-Americans and uh, seniors, and Trenton McManus at 125. He's um, 3-0. Kyle Rathman is ranked 4th. He's 3-0, and uh, Trevor Turf is uh, ranked number 2. He's also... um, Undefeated on the year at four and zero, Trevor Turf lost in the national championship match last year. Finished second in the country, and um, he's ranked number two. Um, the guy he lost to is ranked number one. He's also back, unfortunately for him. But but uh, Trevor will be right there at the end. Um, so two p.m. on Sunday, uh, again holiday sports action in Taylor Center and. Yep. Uh, really a spectacle uh, with uh, what we do there with wrestling, kind of a cool thing. Of course, such, speaking of Bemidji State and the identity and the history you have with their hockey program, it's kind of the same with our wrestling uh, program, right? With uh, um, Jim Akofsky, uh with the job he's done with our wrestling program, 290 career wins for Jim, um, 299 career wins for Remy Macias. He's closing in on him. Not, he not could get it this year. He could be our he could be our all time winningest wrestling coach by the it's all said and done. Yep. I think we have six duels. Yeah, this this uh, crazy COVID situation that we're in, uh, we're not wrestling quite as much as we have. Mm-hmm. And when I say we, I mean everybody in the country. Yep. So um, uh, excited about uh, being able to host some Maverick wrestling here in uh, Taylor Center on uh, Sunday, two p.m. Mavericks versus the Vikings, a couple of nationally ranked teams. Um, Vikings uh, are home this weekend. Is that right? No, we're away at Chicago Monday night. So I guess he says we. We're you catch that. Well, he, he, he works for him, so we can say we. I suppose it's the only time in my life I can actually say we. But um, I've worked for him too. I've never said we. <laughs> All right, they. Uh, yeah, they. They are the, on the, the road Vikings. The Vikings. That's okay. They're in. They're in Chicago. That'll be a good. Yeah. Good test. Well, we'll see if Kirky can shine in the spotlight of Monday night. Yep. And it's uh, always a house of horrors and at a soldier, soldier field for the Vikings. So we'll see. You never know. Feeling the high ankle sprain still. Uh, He's optimistic, but hmm. it's still looking 50-50 at best for Adam. Should mention um, Tom West, one of our former grad students <laughs> who's worked for the Vikings for the past 
uh, 20 years, um, their media relations guy has transitioned over to an alumni relations position in youth football relations uh, position with the Vikings. So excited for him. But his days of traveling like are gone. He's not doing it anymore. And one of the interesting things about the Vikings with uh, Bob Hagen, uh, Tom's boss, the uh, uh, those two guys, along with Sam Newton, have worked uh, Super Bowls uh, for the past 15 years, I believe. And I think Tom's not doing that anymore, too. So that's, uh, that's a big one. I think Bob will still go, but I don't know that Tom will. So... Uh, happy for Tom. Uh, excited for for him as uh, uh, he transitions to another role with the Vikings, and it's perfect job for Tom. Um, uh, worked really closely with a lot of players over the years, including was you know he caddied for Brett Favre when uh, Favre was with the team, and he's real close with Scott Studwell and a bunch of other the mm-hmm. veteran uh, Vikings guys there. And, and uh, uh, it was funny when. I saw a thing this past summer. Randy Moss hosts a fishing tournament, um, which uh, uh, there was a feature on uh, Bally Sports North about uh, that weekend, and he mentioned Tom and said, when I try to get this started, I called Tom West of the Vikings, which was kind of cool. So that tells you a little bit where Tom fits in with that organization. Um, uh, what else was I going to talk about, Bernsey? The Wild got beat last night yeah. by Buffalo. Um They've been on a, a bit of a roll, and, and I've seen uh, some uh, pundits talk about um, this time of year, Stanley Cup favorites, and the Wild have been mentioned as one of the teams that could maybe uh, get there. Um, it's a long season, though. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and along those lines, I was, I was also uh, some um, things relative to COVID, how it's affecting all sports right now. Calgary has... Almost the entire roster on uh, COVID out with COVID protocol and, and some staff members as well. So they've had three games this week postponed. Flames versus Carolina a couple nights ago. Carolina had didn't couldn't field the team because of COVID, so that game got postponed. Unfortunately for Connor yeah, Wachtel, yeah. who was up there with his dad, yeah. got to Tom Reed's but didn't get into uh, X the, yeah. into the X. I think um, I just saw the Montreal Canadiens aren't going to have fans in their arena now. They didn't have anybody there last night against Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. which was kind of ironic because uh, Montreal's having a terrible year. Uh, <laughs> no fans last night, and they end up beating the Flyers. So people are saying maybe they should do that all the time. <laughs> Less pressure, I guess. Less pressure, yeah. So, uh, of course, the Olympics aren't that far away, uh, and yeah. um, um, the NHL and the NHLPA had agreed to, that they would send players to the – to the Olympics this year, but now with some of the pro- uh, protocols that are being instituted by uh, the local organized committee in Beijing, um, I think is going to play in a role in the NHL players not going, I yeah. think. That wasn't that if you test pos- positive, you have to isolate for three weeks or something yeah. like that? Yeah, in Beijing. In you, Beijing. Can't, you, can't leave, you can't leave the country. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when the NHL guys hear that, they're going to go, what? Yeah. What? How's that going to work? I can't go home? Yeah. So, um, and there's some other stuff too. So it'll be interesting um, I see what happens with that. A lot of people were excited about the NHL guys going to the Olympics uh, because they didn't go last time around. Mm-hmm. Um, so a uh, guy like Connor McDavid hasn't had a chance to play in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Austin Matthews. All, all the young guys haven't had a chance to play in the Olympics. So, mm-hmm. uh, and people want to see them. the Olympics is uh, you know not only you know once every four years, but it's really once in a lifetime for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. um, see what happens there. Uh, no announcement. Um, yet the uh, NHL, it's not on the, it's not the NHL's decision. Apparently, they've thrown the the ball into the NHLPA's court, the puck 
Because the NHLPA, yeah, they've they've uh, they've um, flipped it into the NHLPA's. You rank. guys make the decision. Huh? Yeah, it's up to you guys. Let me ask you this: because it had occurred to me that <clears throat> what if some guys said yes, I'm going to go, and other guys say no? You know what I mean? Gosh, I mean, like yeah. it becomes an individual decision. And and what if the NHLPA says it's up to the guys? I think Some teams could have a bunch of NHL guys, you know, NHL guys, right. like the Russians would all go. Yeah. Your boy Ovi would be there. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. th- th- this, would be a, <laughs> this would be his last Olympics, wouldn't it, at this point? You know? Who knows? He's leading the NHL in scoring right now. He's having his best season ever at yeah, 36. It's, it's unbelievable. Yep. He, pa- he passed He passed. Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid in scoring uh, this week. Ovi, he's... Come on, he wasn't nicknamed Alexander R- the Great for nothing, Russian. right? He's the great, he's great eight. Yeah. Great. Um, uh, Russian machine never break. <laughs> That's Ovi. Um, so, anyways, I I just I I think it um, when the uh, NHLers are there, it just is really cool. Um, not, one of the things I know you guys don't follow this all that much, but excited for the World Junior Tournament to get underway here in a little bit. That's up in Alberta. That begins. Uh, I think they're quarantined. I think all the teams are there. I read something on Twitter yesterday that all the teams are there. They're quarantined right now for a couple of days, and okay. then away they go with yeah. a couple of exhibition games. And because haven't the travel restrictions gotten a little bit tighter up there now? Uh, they- know, but you know what? You know what? Uh, what's changed recently is, and you referred to it with, uh, at least in Quebec and uh, also in Ontario, with the number of uh, people who can attend large events. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, none. In Montreal last night, and then Ontario, I think it's fifty percent capacity at like Maple Leaf games, and I haven't heard anything about Alberta. Okay, Alberta is a little bit like the U.S., and I don't sense the same kind of impending doom in the U.S. that's going on in Canada right now relative to COVID. It's like, well, you, we're going about our business pretty much. Yeah, so far, but I mean, th- things can change real quick, though. I mean, it it changed real quick back in 2020, didn't it? Like mm-hmm. you know, we were kind of going about our business, then all of a yeah. sudden it, uh, it shut down. The dominoes just started falling one yep. by one, wasn't yep. it? Uh, Even the Domino's tournaments got canceled, yeah. <laughs> if I recall. <laughs> who, who, was the first or, who was the first organization to basically suspend play? It NBA. Was, it yeah. was the NBA, and yeah. then the NHL followed. And NCAA. Then, and then, then it's like you knew it was serious when the NCAA canceled the March right. Madness. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, boy. Yep. Okay. On that note. Yes, on that On note. that positive note, at least we're uh, moving forward with yeah. our events this weekend in Taylor yes, we Center. Are. Robotics going on today, Bernsey. Uh, my yeah. sense, and in, in, in when you were in high school, you probably, would, if they would have had that, you would have been involved with robotics. That would have been fun. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> the battle part of it, because it's battle, battle or battle bots, yeah. Yeah, battle bots. <laughs> if you had a robot, a fighting robot, would you have a name for him, do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have to have a name. What would it be? Have you thought about that? I don't know. It, you have, it, it depends Something on the design really cool of the robot. you, it'd be really cool. It depends on the design of the robot. And what if you, it had one of those arms, those clamping the arms? The hammer? Yeah, the hammer, yeah. Hmm. The hammer. Yeah, the uh, hammer. You could call him Thor. I like it. The, horror of th- the Thor of the, the hammer, hammer of Thor. Thor. Yeah. We're the Vikings in Minnesota. We're the Mavericks here in Mankato. Yes. Right. All right. MSUMavericks.com at Min State Athletics. M I N N S T Athletics on Twitter. If you follow along there, it's great to be back, everybody. Have a good Christmas season. Happy holidays. We'll see you after the break. <laughs>